0: So, Lily, welcome to the What's Goodie podcast. I'm so excited to have you on my show. I just found you recently on YouTube and, like, literally was like, oh, my God, this is, like, the girl version of me, like, the energy, the vibes, the the everything. I was like, this is me in a girl version, and I got just, like, locked on your YouTube channel, started watching your videos, and just was like, okay, if I do a podcast, I gotta have her on the show and just... Pick your brain, chat with you, and just get to know you, and just ask questions about your story because it's it's pretty cool, like definitely pretty cool. So, uh, just introduce yourself.
1: Yeah, and thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited because, like you said, I know that both of us have so much energy that we're just like screaming at each other with excitement. Like, okay, so today we're talking about health and fitness. Um, but uh, for people to, who don't know who I am, I'm Lily. I was born and raised in San Diego, California. Just some more side story, because sometimes people will be like, oh, yeah, well, your mom, blah, blah, blah. Um, my parents were both alcoholics, and then my mom and dad divorced when I was really young. My dad ended up leaving, and I never saw him again since I was like five years old. No idea any sort of side of that genetics, my history, nothing. And then with my mom, wow. she um, continued to be an alcoholic and bring different guys into the house. And so there was a lot of abuse and rape and violence, and the police were over all the time and things like that which is why I'm so positive and happy, right? Um, Because I just always found that that was my best way to cope with, with everything going on. I was in theater. I was in track. I was in church. I was involved in everything I can be involved in to just surround myself with positivity, to escape from the negativity I had and the chaos that was going on in my house. And then I actually ended up becoming legally an emancipated minor when I was 16, moved out for the last 10 years, haven't spoken to or heard of my mom, don't know where she is or what she's up to, but That day was the best day of my life, honestly, because it was finally a point in my life where I felt like I was free from the drama. From it was like my chains broke free, and I finally got to be independent. And uh, ever since I was sixteen, it has been the best life ever. I went to college in Minnesota for four years, ran track and field, and uh, got to get away with eating whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted because I was working out for like four, sometimes up to six hours a day. And then I moved to Maui, Hawaii after freezing my butt off for four years in Minnesota. I decided I wanted to go somewhere where gotcha. I could thaw. And then I uh, ended up in Maui, found my fiance. And uh, the health history begins there really, because he was someone who had already done a fruitarian diet, an all fruit diet, a vegan diet, a vegetarian diet. He'd done OMAD, keto. He'd done it all. And when I met him, I was eating my pizzas, paninis, french fries, cookies diet. And I tried to give him some of that diet and it just wasn't working for him. So slowly his health started declining. Meanwhile, me being around him, who was someone who never had alcohol and sodas and cookies and all the all the good all the good stuff. He uh, slowly was yeah. positively influencing me. So it was like one of those things where slowly I was becoming healthier. He was becoming less healthy. And then one day he just said, "Hey, you know what, Lily? I found so much healing when I ate a ketogenic diet. So I'm going to go back to doing that." And at that time, I just thought, "Okay, we're not having bread this week. We're not having pasta today. So Here we are."
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, so so many questions. I want to back up. I want to ask you about Minnesota. Like, how did you? Choose to go to school there, and and when did what year did you go there?
1: I went there in 2014, and I was I graduated early, so I was 17 when I moved to Minnesota, and I chose to go to that school not because I was a fan of Minnesota. I never even visited the school. I was at, you know, I grew up very low income, and I my mom you know, I was the first one to go to college in my whole entire history, so it was something where I had no idea what I was doing, but I sat down with a counselor who said that there are certain schools in the U.S. where if you have a high enough GPA, you're in volunteer clubs, you're involved in sports, you have you know good grades. If you hit all these criteria and you're mm-hmm. able to luckily be accepted into one of these private schools in the state, then you're able to go for free. So I was able to go and get $50,000 every year for free and graduate student, no, no loans.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Cause you know, student debt, you, I mean, obviously you, you probably heard about it. It's just absolutely ridiculous. And that could be a whole episode on its own. And how I think student debt is just the the worst thing a young adult can get themselves into. And they're like, there's no getting out of it. Like you don't pay it. They'll come after your social security. Like you cannot file bankruptcy and that interest rate is only going up. So it's yeah, it's a crime, man. It's an absolute crime.
1: Well, and I feel like when you're 17, 18, you don't know what you do next after high school. So you're like, I go to college. That's the next thing you do. But I, and I'm glad that I went because I got to make friends, have experiences. And luckily I did get to go for free. But if I didn't, I don't use my degree to this day. And I do think that it was something where it just really isn't necessary considering how after college, what you do is you just get involved in the rat race or you start businesses and become an entrepreneur.
0: Yeah. And and nowadays with like the power of your phone like you can literally do anything anything you want to do like I, I just tell people like what are you what interests you? what are you interested in? I promise you whatever you have a passion in, whatever you love, whatever you talk about every single day, you can make an income off it, but you just have to go figure out how to showcase it, how to talk about it and all the rest will come, right? Like if you're into fitness, like talk about fitness, talk about your journey and people will come and you can build a community and go from there. So like the possibilities are endless nowadays. Now, again, I, I tried to go to college, Unfortunately, college was not for me. It chewed me up and spit me out. And that was probably majority my fault because I was going to college to party with my friends, right? Not to study and do the things you should do when you go to college. Like the things that my daughters are not going to do when they go to college. (laughs) So yeah, it wasn't for me. But when I got out or dropped out, I found a job and just experience was like the number one tool, right? Experience, learning what to do picking up trades and then just going from there. It's so funny, like what I do now and what I did after I got out of college are like complete opposite. Like I was a maintenance worker. I mean, tool bag up on the roof, fixing AC units and fixing motors and like things that I, I don't, I don't know if there's a, any amount of money that could pay me to Go and do those things today, but I didn't have a choice back then, so you got to do what you got to do, so that's funny. OK, so Minnesota, you moved to Minnesota. What part of Minnesota did you move into? And the reason why I'm asking so many questions is because Biocoach, my company's actually our headquarters is in Minneapolis. So half of our team is located in Minneapolis, so that's why I have a lot of questions about Minnesota.
1: <laughs> um, it's a school called St. Olaf College in Northfield, Minnesota, which I believe is about like 45 minutes south of the Twin Cities.
0: Ah, okay okay yeah and so your winners there like you said you froze your butt off and you know what's so funny you and my my business partner Matt Payne who's the actual founder I'm the co-founder funny thing is he lived in San Diego and then moved to Minnesota Minneapolis so it's funny that like you guys have almost like tell similar stories on location wise and we always make a joke he always jokes about it. he's like yeah I moved to Minnesota because of the weather I was just I was tired of San Diego obviously joking because California has just the best weather and I always joke around with people like man I want to move to California so bad like the weather the just to be next to the beaches and then the 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 mountains and like there's just everything you can do and like here in Texas where I'm from Austin I would say about six to seven months out of the year you really can't do anything because it's so hot and with me having two girls like it's it's like they want to go outside, but you can only go outside for so long. We live in California. you can be outside all day, all night. So, yeah, I'm always jealous about.
1: Well, people always think the grass is always greener on the other side because I want to be in Texas. But then I know that that's the same thing. People <laughs> in Texas want to be somewhere else. And I know that, like, I personally would never go back to California. It's just too expensive, too populated. Lots of, uh, it's just changed over the years with like homelessness and politics and just like everything is kind of crazy over there for me.
0: I would love for Texas, how Texas is run, but to be moved to California, like, To the Pacific coast. Yeah. I want to be just, can you just pick up Texas and move it to that side of the country and it'd be perfect. We would would not have to worry about anything, but that's a, yeah, it's never gonna happen. But anyways, so yeah, I want to, I want to, and if you don't mind, I mean, I'd love to dive back into like the hardship of you know growing up and I think it's, I think it's an amazing story how far you've come, right? Cause this is the first time I've ever heard that. I did not know that. Like I said, I recently found your YouTube videos and, and maybe you talked about it, but I probably didn't click on that one. But um, yeah, that, that had to be pretty hard. I mean, is where you're at today, do you think you ever will want to maybe have a relationship with your parents?
1: Well, at this point with my... Yeah, so I, I try to gloss over the story part of that because sometimes I never know people they're like, no, we don't want to talk about that on this part. Just skip over and go straight to like health. But And I only have really talked about it in one or two videos just because my whole message is about positivity. And while I do think that at the end of my story, it comes into a beautiful rainbow, sometimes it's just like too much. I don't know what's the limit of people wanting to like beat the dead horse, I guess. But I know that is actually why I started my YouTube channel. I started it making DIY crafts. I did not start it to talk about health. My major is economics. So I just wanted to share my story on YouTube about becoming emancipated. And then I wanted to just bring joy. So I said I was going to start making crafts on my videos and then sending them to people all over. And I did that for a few months. But slowly one thing turned into, okay, we're going to talk about what's uh, trending in 2020. We're going to talk about what to get your boy for Valentine's Day. And it just slowly transitioned into, oh, this is what I eat in a day. But yeah, it was tough when I was growing up. But at the time too, you don't know what it's like to have normalcy. You don't know what it's like to have Christmas presents and have your mom not drive you drunk to work drinking out of her coffee mug that's filled with wine to have her be arrested in front of all my friends at my school when she'd show up drunk like it was embarrassing a lot but at the same time I didn't know what it was like to have a normal family and I don't think anybody really has a truly normal ha- family but I it's like
0: not what you see in the movies and things like that right
1: yeah so I just at the time it was just what it was so I just made the best of it but I don't plan on ever reaching out specifically to my dad, I guess, because I just don't know who he is. He's a stranger. So it's like reaching out to someone to be like, Hey, let's start a relationship. You weren't there like all of my life. And then with my mom, and I know she tried her best too, but she was just really sick. So she, I can't, you know, it's tough. Maybe you shouldn't have had kids if you weren't ready at that point. But she is very stubborn in the fact that like, when I was growing up, she slowly started taking away people in her life as in like, She's no longer talking to her sister one, no longer talking to sister two, no longer talking to sister three, then grandpa, like no, doesn't talk to anybody in the family. And I grew up then not knowing any of my aunts and my uncles and my anybody because she just Lily was keeping, kicking them away. And then, so when I, I saw how they would reach out and they'd call and they'd send emails and she just wouldn't respond. So similarly, once I became emancipated, I didn't do it because I was like, I never want to speak to you ever again. Like I, I planned on talking to my mom, but that was not her intention. So she, I sent her a couple emails on birthdays and on mother's day and Christmas. And I did that for about a year. And then eventually I was like, she's just never going to respond. She's just, I just know her. So no point in really reaching out. Plus like at this point I have my fiance and it's like, do I think that she would ever really bring more positivity and joy into my life, or do I think that she would just bring like more drama and have, and then I now have somebody else in my life who I'm sharing like a good life with that I don't want to risk anything? Yeah.
0: That's awesome. That that is amazing. I mean that that had to be hard to, you know, t- to move forward. Like uh, I can only imagine. I like how you said you Took something negative and you turned it into something positive, right? Like, and I I like that because I kind of have like a similar story. Obviously, it's nothing like yours, but I I guess going back to fitness. So, when people ask me, like, why did you start your fitness journey or like what got you into working out or why did you even want to lose weight? It was jealousy, it was envy, it was hatred, is what got me started. I mean something just negative, not for the mind, body, and soul. And I talk about the, about this all the time. So people are listening is probably like, Oh, here you go. He's gonna tell a story again. But I think it's a good chance to share it because you know Facebook, you know, when you're on Facebook and it's like it will say, Hey, you have a hundred people in common with this person. You should probably be friends. Well, that person happened to be my wife's ex-boyfriend in high school. And he was in the gym like flexing, and I was like, Oh my god, that guy's a bodybuilder. Like, he looks great. And here I was like obese, type two diabetic, insulin resistant, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, just like in the worst shape of my life. I looked horrible. And I was like, Oh my God he cannot look better than me. I hate that guy so much. Like he is not going to look better than me. And that literally like set the fire underneath my ass to like say, all right, I'm going to get in the gym. I'm going to work out and I'm going to look better than him. Obviously very petty, very negative. But through that journey, I've taken all that negativity and turned into something positive. Now I'm like, now I'm just like yourself. Like I'm all about positive vibes, positive energy, always moving forward. Whatever happened in the past, that's the past. Like let's keep moving forward. So, which I think is very important to do because I think a, a lot of times, too many, too many people live in the past, and they hold themselves back, and they uh, they don't allow themselves to grow because they they constantly are maybe ashamed, or or they keep putting themselves down for something they did in the past. So it's like, look, that is there's nothing you can do. The past is the past. Let's continue to move forward. But I like how we both took something negative, and now it's all about positive vibes, energy, and just helping people along the way. So I love that what made you move to Maui? Like, how did that happen? Like San Diego, Minnesota, now uh, Maui, like how, how in the world?
1: Well, I had a job at the time when I was in Minnesota, where I knew that I could transfer with that to anywhere in the country. Cause I was doing really well with the, within the company. So I just wanted to go somewhere warm. And like I said, I didn't really want to go back to California. There was just nothing back there for me, except for like some bad memories and things. So I, uh, chose the next best option said hey you know I haven't just graduated college I want to spend all my money in Maui that I don't have no but I uh went yeah just went to Maui out of purely wanting to be back at the beach and in the Sun
0: yeah how so how's life there like yeah what'd you do how was it and then how long did it take before you met your fiance
1: uh I loved it I would move back there in a second um uh, but <laughs> I lived there for two years I met my fiance within maybe four or five months. He was my boss. So I was working. Uh-huh. We worked for Enterprise Rent-A-Car, which is a really good management program for people to like move up in a company and learn management skills. So I was working under one of the other branch managers and then I got transferred over to underneath Bryce's side and then uh, didn't get to stay over there for too long before I had to find a new job.
0: Yeah. 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 I definitely didn't want to get caught or get him in trouble or anything like that with the work dynamics.
1: Yeah. And it's a little bit more tough being in the island because I had worked for enterprise in Minnesota, but there were just so many more locations and so many more opportunities to like move up. Whereas in Maui, Bryce was overseeing five of the locations. Like there was not many opportunities for me to go other places. Yeah. And then he wanted to keep moving up where therefore he'd oversee the whole island. And then it just, you're, you weren't allowed to work for work under somebody then I uh, got into real estate, and I got into timeshare, and then we got to live a life of going for free on helicopter rides, zip lines, whale watching tours, dinner cruises, luau's, whatever we wanted to do. It was like, okay, it's the weekend. What do we want to do for free this time? Okay, let's go and snorkel with the, 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 the you know dolphins or something. And it's just a really, really <laughs> good life,
0: dude. That sounds. Amazing! That is so freaking cool. Yeah, I I, I get why you would want to go back. Who wouldn't want to go back? I, I look, I've always wanted to go to Hawaii. I don't care what island. People are like, what island do you want to go to? I don't care. I just want to go to Hawaii. Like, tell me the best one, and I'll go but I I can't afford it. But one day I will. One day I can afford it and and take my family. But uh, it looks beautiful. It looks I got two good friends that recently moved out there, uh, Drew Manning and Yemeni Mesa. And they actually both moved to the same big island, which is actually pretty cool. But yeah, definitely want to move out there. Okay. So you are doing a month of carnivore. Strict carnivore. How's it going? I heard uh you're having maybe a little endurance issues, maybe.
1: Yeah, so I already ate for the last two years. My diet has been 95% animal food. So most people just refer to me as carnivore because they're like, Lily, we don't care if you have some seasonings or if you have some lemons on your squeezed on your fish. But other people, you know, they're really Really hold you to it. That is not an animal.
0: Food. Oh, no, I know. I know exactly how you feel. I did a carnivore experience on my channel and got called out every video for the stupidest thing. Like, I would eat this massive thing of meat, like steak and ground beef, and I'd want to have some like avocados with it or some jalapenos or something on there, right? And they'd be like, that's not carnivore. How dare you? You're not doing carnivore. I'm like, whoa bro chill out and that was like probably one of the biggest reasons why i stopped doing carnivore i mean did i change the way i ate no i just stopped saying i'm doing carnivore because i got so tired of people calling me out because i would add something to the meal that was not carnivore approved and they would call me out and i'm like okay this is ridiculous like come on like seriously
1: yeah. So I, there, I have Dr. Ken Berry on my channel and Dr. Sarah El Salvador and a couple legend. others who who were saying the word hyper carnivore, which is, if you look it up, what the definition is that it's 70, it's an animal whose diet is 70% or more animal foods. So you could be at that 70%, you can be at 85%, you can be at 99%, which I think most people are drinking their coffee. What? But for <laughs> So I started using the word hyper carnivore, which again, the backlash is, well, it shouldn't be hyper, it should be hypo, because you're not extremely carnivore, you're less carnivore. And I'm just like, listen, y'all, I did not make the definition up. Plus I am hyper, so let's be but i so yeah right now doing completely no plants which honestly today's better today's day eight but days two three four i had a lot of anxiety because like now you hear my story i have i care so much about my independence and my freedom i have the word freedom tattooed on my ribs and i like to make choices for myself so this whole time people think i'm eating a hyper carnivore a keto a carnivore diet whatever they want to call my diet They say like, that's her diet. And I always say, no, I can eat whatever I want, whenever I want, however much I'd like. I just don't choose to eat processed junk food because it doesn't make me feel good. It doesn't serve my body. It doesn't help me reach my goals. So I've never put limitations or restrictions on what I can and can't eat. So the, the beginning of doing just like, I actually legitimately am going to do this carnivore thing gave me a lot of anxiety because it felt like I felt thick to my stomach where some people feel that same feeling when you have cheat, cheated or lied or have stolen or you did something wrong and your stomach is like, this is not good. You're doing something wrong. And I felt that way the entire day. I couldn't get the feeling to go away. And I know that it was because I the feeling of feeling I'm doing something wrong is I'm going against my beliefs. And I'm trapping myself and limiting myself, and I don't believe in that. In yeah. So I, I've had to do a lot of more self talk and tell myself, you know, you're choosing to do this for 30 days. You're choosing to only eat animal foods, and just remind myself that because I have a really strong why. One of my whys is that my scalp is pretty inflamed and irritated, like with some dandruff, because I just did a huge fruit experiment where for me, I have obviously a Overgrowth the fungus if I have dandruff and the sugar feeds the fungus. So, trying to heal my scalp with this carnivore thing, but also I've heard so many people online say it's the last 5%. Once you go purely strict, no plants, that makes all the difference and you'll feel even more amazing. And I personally don't trust anybody on the internet, I just test things for myself. (laughs) And so far, I haven't turned into superwoman, but each day has been getting easier the more and more it's becoming more normalized.
0: Yeah. I like that you brought up how big emotion and in plays into the way we eat, right? Like people don't realize how, yeah, like how emotional it is. And I think that's probably why, you know, it was affecting how you, how you were feeling like, Oh my God, I'm not, I'm going to, I can only have this. I don't want to mess up. I don't want, that's not the what I believe in, but you know, I'm doing YouTube. So you gotta, you kind of got to do these things because people love seeing that stuff. I get like, what you mean? Like my YouTube channel, there do this diet, do this. And I'm like, I don't really want to, for example, like, so I've been doing a lot of like the blood sugar videos, like just testing out different products and stuff like that, which I think are cool. But after a while, I kind of getting tired of being everyone's guinea pig, right? (laughs) Like Logan test this. And I'm like, I would never eat this. I, I would never eat this. Like there's nothing wrong with that. I just, I just would never eat this. And I'm doing these tests and like it, like you said, like same here again, anxiety. Like I wake up, like oh my god, I don't want to do a test today. I don't want to try these Pringles. I don't want to try some adult Happy Meal or just whatever people want me to test, right? But then you got to kind of do that fine line of like, hey, you're you're actually helping people, but at the same time, like I'm also not helping myself. Because like you said, I don't feel good eating those foods. You feel like crap. This is not what you would do. And so emotionally, like, yeah, it can definitely affect the way you think about things. But yeah. What what would you say? Like, okay, so for people hearing this, because I, I, I would even say like, you don't really hear too many women go straight carnivore. Like I guess maybe because I'm a guy, I, I just mostly see guys on the internet. I don't know. I Maybe I'm Talking out of my butt. But what would you say for, like, women listening to this, thinking about going carnivore? Like, what's one myth that you would say, ladies, don't believe that. That is a myth that's not going to happen. Like, what, what would you say?
1: Well, I would say the biggest myth is, like, people... Well- Okay, I have a lot to say with just what you said, but I think the reason why more men gravitate towards it is because it's very manly to eat meat and to have the steak. Whereas for the women, you're supposed to have more of the salads and be the vegans. So the majority of my subscribers, like I think it's like 75% of my subscribers are males. So it's like, yeah, that makes sense because who, like how many women are like, yeah, let's eat. Pounds of meat a day. But I would think that a myth with that would just be that it's that you're going to gain a lot of muscle or something because, like, that's another thing. I don't want to become big and bulky. And if that is incredibly difficult to become big and bulky. Like, I kill myself at the gym and my arms still look tiny, right? So it's not like you're just going to all of a sudden magically become a bodybuilder if you eat a lot of meat. But I think the first thing that, you know, again, I don't eat a very meat heavy diet because I have to. I do it because One, I love the taste of bacon, of steak, of fish, of eggs. So no one's twisting my arm to do this. I love the taste. But on top of that, I love the simplicity, and I know that I'm getting all the vitamins and minerals I need from these foods. Whereas, yes, fruits and vegetables have vitamins and minerals, but for my grocery stores here, a lot of them are moldy, rotten old ship from Nicaragua, Timbuktu. There, it's just like, I, I find that fruits and vegetables are actually quite expensive in comparison to the amount of value I'm actually getting out of them. I don't get that many calories. I'm not getting like what I really need out of them. So sure, I'll have some if I want some, but at the end of the day, the bulk of my nutrition should be coming from things that are going to build my body. And, uh, that's just not going to be coming from plants. So I, uh, I don't know if that answers the question. <laughs> no,
0: it does. It does. And you're right. I, you think girls are, you know, like you said, like, oh, eating meat. That's very man. Like when you think of eating meat, like obviously like the first thing, in my head is like the liver king or, you know, someone like Sean Baker, who's just like all about eating meats, right? It's very like, you don't really see too many women are just like all about eating meat. But yeah, I think if you can talk, you know, if we, if we talk more about the benefits of it, right? Like the way that your body's going to feel and how you're not going to be spiking your blood sugar all day, every day. Right. And it's going to keep you satiated and you're going to have a very steady energy level throughout the day. You're not going to have that five o'clock crash. I think explaining it that way, uh, people will be more open, not just women, but men as well. Because when I talk about You know, going high meat or you know, like I said, hyper carnivore with my family members, they freak out. So I'm Mexican, like you know, Mexicans got to have their rice. We got to have our beans. We got to have our tortillas. If you take those things away from Mexicans, they're going to be upset. Unfortunately, that's not the best food for you, right? Like that will catch up to you. And I'm like, I I told my my uncles and my aunts and my mom and my dad, I'm like, just eat the meat, eat the good stuff. Like, forget the rice, forget the beans. And they look at you like, what did you? You're not my son. I disown you. (laughs) But I think the the way I would talk to them about it is like, Hey, you know how you're always feeling tired. You know, how you always have to go to sleep after you eat a meal and you feel sluggish. Well, it's probably because you're eating all those carbs and now you just, you spiked your insulin and now it's on the way down and why you feel like crap. And now you're constantly having to go snack again. So.
1: And another benefit for women specifically, if we're talking about women, but I was someone who I mean, starting in when I was a teenager, had to start going to the doctors to get medications for UTIs, for bacterial overgrowth. Like I was ha- skipping a cycle and I thought it was a good thing at the time because I was like, yes, one less week of a period. But <laughs> um, then I also had such severe cramps where I remember in middle school and in high school having to lay my head down on the counter what, in this, uh, while the teacher's talking and then being like, are you okay? And the nurse had to come and get me a wheelchair and wheelchair me out of there because it, I was just in such bad cramps. So um, yeah. you know now... Wow. I'm not saying that fruits and vegetables are going to be a hindrance to people's health, but the processed foods mainly, and a lot of the sugars can very much alter our menstrual cycles and just like the severity and pain with it. Now I'm always on time, like on the tea on the same day, every month, and it's painless and I don't even have cramps and it's just a very beautiful, you know, I'm ready to reproduce. Let's go.
0: Let's go. (laughs) That's awesome. It's, always on time. Do you still get those bad cramps anymore? That's interesting. You know, I would, I want to talk, I know my wife's going to need to listen to this podcast. Cause I remember in high school and and also out of high school as well, she would get horrible cramps. It, it works. She would have to go home. Her mom would have to come pick her up. Like I remember I'd like see her during second period. And then I'd like, Third period, come by like, where the hell did my girlfriend go? And, you know, she would text me like, yeah, I had to go home. The cramps are just so bad. And she would just have to just lay in bed all day. And like, this was crazy because like, I'm like, dude, this happens every month. Like, this is nuts. How do you do it? And obviously, yeah, like, again, we were young, so we didn't know, like, food plays a huge impact. I mean, you're young, and you can't look past Friday night. So that's that's interesting. She doesn't really get him bad anymore, but I remember, like, yeah, she would get him so bad and, like, have to literally, like, miss school because of that. So your fiancé, does he follow, the, like, same, similar diet? And again, like we talked before we, we set this podcast up you said that he does follow me so I think is cool to tell I said what's up
1: <laughs> yeah he so he started a ketogenic diet prior to me ever meeting him so that's when he first found you and Thomas Lawler Jason Whitrock and yeah. um, so he was following all of you guys back in 2016 20, 2018. And then uh, after that, then I took him off keto. Hey, and then when he, had, he went back to keto. So he, he, we have a nine-year age gap. So he's thirty-five, and he just found like having ulcerative colitis, leaky gut, irritable bowel syndrome, just like all the list of all the digestive issues and some skin issues and things. So he said, okay, I'm going back to a ketogenic diet, but then was starting to listen more to Dr. Ken Berry and Dr. Sean Baker and Michaela Peterson and hearing about how different vegetables could still be causing you to have these digestive issues. So slowly he was removing broccoli, then a cauliflower, then the carrots. And and then eventually he went down to just straight meat and was doing a carnivore diet prior to me ever doing it. But he And I came and approached this for different reasons. I didn't start eating this way because I have to. I wasn't trying to lose weight or heal mental health or heal digestive issues. I did experience benefits. I did lose 15 pounds. I do have less joint pain and I found a lot of healing. But I didn't intentionally try to do this for the sake of healing. So again, my mindset was not that I'm restricted or I have to do this. Whereas his was like, I have to do this for my health, which caused him to not enjoy his food and not enjoy the meals as much. So he does eat an animal-based diet, but he likes to have a piece of fruit. So he'll eat meat-heavy, but then he'll have like some fruit as his pleasure food to just give him that, like, hey, you know, I'm making this choice for me. Maybe it's not helping my skin, but I'm still going to do it because I just, I just need to have that for my happiness.
0: Yeah, I th- and I think it's very important to, uh, and people are listening to this and watching this. I want, I want you to understand, like, look, when I started my fitness journey, I was in horrible shape. You know, look, obese. Type 2 diabetes, insulin resistant. I was on all types of medication for my high blood pressure and my cholesterol. And sure, like and I know you're a big believer in this as well, as like not labeling foods bad or good, right? Like you don't you don't like that. But when I started, oh, I was big into labeling foods. Like huge, like I cannot have this. I cannot have that. That is so bad for me. And I remember like if I had a cheat day or a cake. I would punish myself in the gym the following day. Like Logan, not only like punished physically, like in the gym, but like also talking to myself, very negatively, which was, which is just horrible. Right. Very like in the mirror, like you're stupid. Like, why did you do that? You're so fat. Cause realistically guys, like that big person was still inside me. Like, even though I had lost a lot of weight, even when I lost 70 pounds, that fat person mentality was still inside me. Like I still looked at myself like that. And, and, If I had something bad, like I said, I would put myself down like, you're not going to eat for 24 hours. You're going to go do two hours of cardio and you're going to have a two-hour workout because you're so stupid and you had this piece of cake, like just horrible, right? That's just a horrible way to think about things and it's a horrible relationship with food, but that's what I used to do in the very beginning. And the reason why I like to talk about that, because I know a lot of people struggle with that, you know, they'll, they'll message me. I'm sure you get messages too, like, oh my God, dude, like it was the weekend and I just... Turned into a cheat meal. Then it was a cheat meal. Turned into a cheat day. And a cheat day turned into a cheat weekend. What do I do? And I'm like, look, first of all, did you have fun? Did you enjoy it? (laughs) Like... Did, did you make memories? If you, that's the most important thing, right? You made memory memories. It's done. It's over with, let's get back on track. You don't need to do anything crazy. Just get back on track and learn from that mistake. Let's not put yourself in that same situation. However, however that ended up, maybe you knew that you were going to go over to a buddy's house and you didn't prep any food and that's, you know, on you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta prepare for those things. So learn from that and make preparation so that doesn't happen again but that's it. And I say that because now I'm like yourself, like I can eat whatever I want. I don't hold back on anything. And one of the biggest reasons why I feel comfortable doing that is because I'm no longer type two diabetic. I'm no longer insulin resistant. I'm no longer obese. I built tons of muscle. I'm no longer on any medication for my cholesterol or blood pressure. And it's because I've taken care of my, metabol- my metabolic health. I changed up my lifestyle. And so now I'm able to have these things. And so my biggest message for people whenever they see me like eat something that's not keto, because again, my my YouTube channel did start from like keto. And so, like, if I have someone come that hasn't been on my channel in a year, they're like, bro, what are you doing? You're eating rice. Are you not keto anymore? What's wrong with you? And I'm like, dude, look, listen, get metabolically healthy, fix your metabolic markers, and you're able to have to have these things and, and you won't have the negative effects. Like if you're, if you're severely overweight and severely insulin resistant, then yes, you probably shouldn't be eating that stuff, but let's focus on getting better, getting you to the right spot. And then you can solely incorporate those things. No problem.
1: Yeah, for sure. One, well, I can relate to you too, where in college I still labeled, I labeled foods as good and bad because at that point, like I had had my history of growing up and just wanted someone to love me. And so I was really, I cared about men's attention a lot. And I really wanted to get boyfriend or a man. And so I beat my, I would, someone told me like, you look pregnant when you're walking down the cafeteria aisle, because I was so bloated, probably that it made me very insecure. And I said, No guy's ever gonna wanna be with me. So I need to work out harder and be at the gym longer, and I can't eat cake. And someone said, like, if you just cut your carbs a little bit, then you would be, you know, more ripped or whatever. So I was like, okay, I can't eat bread. And I would just be so embarrassed eating my meals that I decided to go into my dorm room and just eat a bag of ham, no bread, or eat some turkey, no bread, and just do that by myself. And I remember one day just crying because I would beat myself up like you, where at night I kept saying, you know, I couldn't help but indulge in all the cookies and the cakes and the pies at the end of the night because I had just pretty much starved myself the whole day and worked out really hard where at the end of the night I just couldn't help but like kind of not binge eat to the extent I know some people do but indulge in all the goodies and then that night trying to fall asleep going tomorrow you're going to work out harder the next day you're going to be better and uh, beat myself up about it but yeah like once you heal your relationship and connection with I'm going to say mostly yourself versus with food. Once you no, right. love yourself, you're then you're just going to choose to have the foods that make you feel the best.
0: You're absolutely right. Um, it it is it is definitely a you versus you mentality, and it, it's kind of hard to understand nowadays with Instagram and every social media platform that's out there because we all follow our famous influencers. I look guys like I do it too. I follow, like, it's so funny. My wife always makes fun of me because like, if you open up my Instagram, like it is just dudes and, and like little underwears. And she's like, you know, any, any regular person like, bro, what is wrong with you? But I love bodybuilding. Like I just love bodybuilders. I follow a bunch of bodybuilders. So what do you think you're going to see when you follow bodybuilders? They're going to be in their bodybuilding underwear flexing and so it's just like nothing but like guys physiques and stuff like that and she's like oh my and she'll it's so funny like i'll be on my phone during dinner or wherever just scrolling and she's like what are you looking at like well you're on your phone and then she's like really and it's just be like guys and i'm like i i I just love bodybuilding i appreciate people's physiques and hard work and and i get in this uh, spot where like man and that's that's amazing physique like i want to look like that i want to look like that and it's like at the end of the day like realistically you're never going to look like anybody else because well like that's just 100% not possible. You're not that person. The only thing that you can do is be the best version of yourself. So the only thing I can do is be the best version of self, build as much muscle as I possibly can on my body, right? So it's very easy to fall into that trap of comparing yourself to other people, especially on social media, especially on Instagram. I do it all the time. Like, oh man, if my arms are only that guy, as big as that guy's, or Oh my God, look at that guy's legs. Like definition, like if I had those legs, I would, I would never wear pants in my life. So it's funny. It's funny, but it it definitely is a, uh, it's a, it's a you versus you. And once you can learn how to love yourself and be comfortable in your own skin, like you're unstoppable, right? Like I always say this to people, is like the best thing that you can wear is your confidence. Like that's, that's probably the sexiest thing anybody can wear is confidence and it's it's a lot easier said. I mean, it's a lot harder to you know to to do, but it takes time, and it's it's a lot of healing on the inside for sure.
1: One to go to go against like the I know we're in like the health field, so this is probably not the popular opinion. But I think that even if someone like you said they're confident eating donuts and pizzas and chips and cookies and being obese, and if that's the life they want to choose and they're super happy doing that, I want you to do that. Like I I, I got caught up in the point where I wanted to help my family and my friends become healthier because I wanted them to be healthier, but not necessarily because they wanted to have that. And I said, like, no, they just don't understand. Like once they actually like, do it, then they're going to thank me and all the stuff. I'm going to be the hero, but you can't do that because my goals are not the same as everybody else's goals. Maybe someone's goal is to lose weight, build muscle, heal autoimmune. Maybe somebody else's goal is not health related and they just want to go and travel the world eating all the different kinds of foods they want to experience and have these different parties. And if that's the life they're doing and they love it and they're so happy, awesome. Do it.
0: Yeah, no, this is a and and lately this has been a really controversial topic, right? Like with I don't know what the magazine was called. Maybe it was like cosmetic or Cosmo or I'm not even sure which one it was called, but it was almost like people were praising obesity. And maybe it was like Lizzo or whatever that was like, oh, yeah, this is this is the new definition of health. And so there was like a big black, a uh, big backlash, like right, like, it was like a line down the middle. You were either for it like, hey, let that person do do them like if they're happy. They're happy. And you got other people on their side like, oh, my God, you're promoting obesity. You're promoting unhealthy way like this is OK. This is not OK. This is why America's overweight and yada, yada, yada. And I'm sort of in the middle. I for sure like, Hey, do you like, I'm not going to worry about what any grown ass person is doing. Like I got my own problems. I got my own issues. I got family support. I got bills to pay. I do not have time to worry about any other grown ups issues or whatever they want to do. But at the same time, like I am not for promoting obesity or promoting, like, this is how it should be. And if you're happy, then that's all that matters. And this is it's like this really fine line the reason why a lot what's changed me is having two daughters right like having two daughters and they're seeing things like that and i want my daughters to be healthy but at the same time i don't want them to do it for a vanity standpoint right i want them to do it because it's going to help them grow it's going to help them run fast like i try to like make it them understand like well miha this is how you're going to run fast and this is how you're going to grow and you can finally get on those carnival rides that you always want to get on but you're never too tall enough and then you always throw a fit and then we always got to leave but if you eat your steak i promise you you will grow and you will be able to get on this ride one day so it's like this like kind of fine line like some days i'm like absolutely like i will always be be on the side of hey do you. But also at on the same time be on the side of like, hey, take care of your health, right? Like it's the best gift that you can give not only your loved ones, but yourself, right? You should wanna be healthy and feel great. It's it, Yeah, it's like one of those things, It's like it's a very controversial s- subject, just like many other controversial subjects that are always going on every day in, in, this new, in this new world we live in.
1: Yeah, well, I'm definitely not going to ever say that obesity is the new healthy or like that is healthy or let's like make that trendy. I'm just saying if you're going to do it, I'm not going to try and change you. Mostly like, yeah. and the, I know this is like kind of re- reverse psychology is also what I do is that I'm saying that like... I think it's really hard to be truly happy if you're not healthy. So if I say things like, oh, I'm super happy and I like doing this, but of course, do whatever you want to do. Then they reflect on themselves and they're like, "She is so smiley. She is so positive. She is so happy." And she's saying, "See, because I'm I'm that person who I don't like being told no or being told that I can't have this." And if I were t- telling yeah. people, you know, it's bad to be unhealthy, and da da da, da then they're not going to listen to me because I'm attacking, and and people are they they put their fingers in their ears when they're you dark. start yeah yeah as soon as you start attacking them, they're like, "I'm not listening to you." But if you just say things in ways where it's like no, do whatever you want. You have the freedom to live your life however you want. I'm super happy as long as you're happy, then we're all good. And it gives them a chance to reflect and be like, okay, well, this is my choice. Am I really, is this really serving me? So yeah.
0: <laughs> no, it's, uh, I want to go back and, and touch on what you said earlier. Cause I, I when I first heard, it, I was like, oh, I, I still, I still want to talk about this because I experienced this as well. So I have a big ass Mexican family and it's kind of like a running joke for my inside. People who've been following me for years, like anytime we have a get together, which is almost like every weekend, I always like will take a snap a video of my family. And it's like big ass Mexican get together episode three hundred and forty nine. Like just because that's what we always do, right? But when I started working out and getting fit, my family would always bust my balls, like always just like ragging on me. But that's what we do, like that's what family does. Like we you, they you rag on each other. It's all fun and games. So. I remember every time in my journey like right when the very beginning I was losing all my weight. Hey, my aunts, my uncles, my cousins would always be like, "Logan, is this keto? Hey, Goody Beats, is this keto?" When they know damn well it wasn't keto. Like they know damn well. Like they're they're picking up chips and cakes and they would purposely pick up the most, you know, god awful thing you could eat, like the desserts and be like, "Hey, Goody Beats, is this keto?" But as the years gone on and, you know, they saw my growth and everything I'm doing, then they would finally come up to me like, you know, hey, I want your help. Right. But sometimes they would feel bad about eating things in front of me. Right. And I don't want my family to feel guilty about eating something or like I would come around. I wouldn't even say nothing. I would just be around them like, oh, I'm just having a little bit of this. Like I'm not gonna eat this whole thing. And I'm like, I don't care. I wanna be your nephew. I wanna be your cousin at during this moment. I'm not your coach. I'm not judging you. Right. And so it's one of those things right? it's like you don't wanna have you don't want people to be like put down or feel ashamed because you, you think that they should be eating a certain way. It's like, what I always say is like, look, nobody is putting food in your mouth. So meaning that if someone really wants to change, they have to make the decision on their own. They have to decide nothing you can do, nothing you can say. You can give them all the knowledge in the world. You can encourage them all you want, but they have to make the decision on their own. And so that's, that's, I think for people listening to this, because everybody always knows somebody like a loved one who is just that one person who just doesn't quite want to maybe start their journey and they're like, man, what do I do? I want to encourage them. I'm like, look, there's really nothing you can do other than just be positive to them. Just encourage them. Just let them know that when they are ready you will be an open book for them and you will be there every step of the way when they are ready. Because the more you push push someone to do something, like you said, they're not gonna do it. Look, guys, I've been married for 10 years, 10 plus years. If I recommend my wife to do something, That's a great way to get her to not do something. That's just the way it is. Okay, guys, if I want her to do something, my best thing to do is to not to not say nothing or reverse psychology. Like, no, don't do that. Don't do that. You know, that's the only way because it's just this weird dynamic and atmosphere that, you know, when you tell someone to do something, their kind of natural reaction is like, no not going to do what you say. Like, no, I'm going to do the opposite. (laughs) So it's, uh, yeah, it's funny. Like, um, definitely don't want people to feel bad when I'm around and think that I'm judging, like definitely not judging at all.
1: Yeah. Well, and they're, they're judging themselves in, in the way that they're doing it. You know, I, I mean, look like for the you know, same thing, my family, when I'm around them, they're like, Hey, Lily, these cookies are grass finished. They're grass fed. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> but, yeah. but I, I know it's because that's their way of saying like, can I be healthy too? In a way, you know, it's like they're reflecting on themselves. So even though sometimes Please. like, of course, I would say it's more common for healthy people to not pick on unhealthy people, whereas I find it's more common where people who are unhealthy are going to be pointing the finger and being like, well, what about your cholesterol on this keto or, high, co- or you know, yeah. high fat diet? So the people who are unhealthy are going to be the ones who are going to try to make you unhealthy or to point the finger and say what you're doing is wrong or make fun of you or you know things like that. But uh, it's because they're when anybody's ever pointing the finger, it's because they're not confident in what they're doing or they haven't fully... If you, if you feel whole, then I think you will not judge others.
0: Absolutely. It's so funny. I got hammered so much on the cholesterol question when I would tell people the way I eat and tell people I did keto to the point where I I saved a Ken Berry video where he like just absolutely destroys all those claims. And I saved it in my notes. So anytime someone brings it up, i am be like, yo, just send this link here. I'm gonna send you this link. Go check out this video. It's going to absolutely destroy. I, I'm going to do a horrible job trying to explain it, but Ken will do a great job and he's got the certification and he's going to tell you why it's not a big deal and why actually cholesterol is actually good for you. So I totally agree with you. So I think there was one more thing I wanted to ask you and I just completely am going blank. Okay. So you're training, you're training, you're, you're, you're doing carnivore and you're training. So h- how are you feeling so far? Cause I think you're now like what? Six days in today's day eight, day eight. Okay. Day eight. Wow. Okay. Day eight. Why are you noticing anything in the gym? I know you said you hit some PRs the other day.
1: Yeah. So yeah, what I noticed is how much of a, non-motivated gym person i have been for the last couple of years because in college we used to when you're part of a team and everyone's just like trying to beat each other is always a competition like you would always be bringing your a game and trying to beat your prs and and at that time i was using a free bar weight you know whereas now i'm at Planet fitness hey so temporarily so
0: we're doing you're sn- not be eating that pizza on friday night
1: <laughs> so we're uh no lunk alarms being over you know going off over here, so right now I'm doing Smith machines and stuff, so it's not the same, but i uh was going to planet Fitness for all, for like the last year and a half or and have been working out with my fiance for the last three years, and I have just been going through the motions versus like what is actually what am I actually hitting as like my highest Amount that I can go. And so I'm like, okay, today I'm doing 20 pounds. And guess what? In a year from now, I'm still doing that 20 pounds. I'm not even moving it up. So I'm not progressing and I'm not growing, but I just wasn't as motivated. So, but now like, we're like, okay, seriously, what can I do? Especially like doing this test with carnivore, I need to know like what is the before and the after results. So Probably should have tested this a month ago because obviously today, you know, I started it and I'm like pushing it as hard as I can possibly go. And I'm like, I am a beast. I got it still. Um, but yeah. yeah, then I was gassed. I was completely gassed. So I finished half the workout and I was like, okay, you can keep doing your thing. I'm going to lay here and die because I just... I uh, haven't pushed it as hard, but then also just, I mean, I'm probably going to have less endurance overall, just not having as many carbs. Not that I ate a high carb diet anyway before, but sometimes just that little bit like that, like 10, 15 carbs is like...
0: It, does, it doesn't It does take a lot. It Yeah, it doesn't take a lot. People would, you know, I'm, I'm a huge fan of targeted keto, which is for people who are listening to this, it's essentially just you're having carbs before or after your workout. And I would only have like 30 grams of carbs. Which is not a lot, but that plenty, plenty carbs before for a workout, and it would make a huge difference. I'm talking like the pump, the endurance, like everything, and and people would freak out. I'm like, oh my god, you're having carbs before your workout, you're keto, and I'm like, well, look, the way I train, we go in there like we're, we're. it, very intense, and so those thirty grams of carbs, I'm going to burn up through those that that glycogen, no problem. And plus, not to mention that I always do post workout cardio too. So like, trust me, I'm gonna burn through that. So it's like t- I tell people like, don't worry about that. And and again, like my mindset has completely changed the way I used to look at foods, right? Like now I look at it as a tool. Like if I'm gonna have carbs, well, I'm gonna you put those carbs to use. I'm gonna use that as a tool. And I love what you said, like. You look at food now. It's like, is this helping my body? Is this helping me improve? Is this helping me reach my goals? So, yeah, that's kind of how I look at. It. Like, is this protein helping me? Absolutely. I need to up it. I need more. I need to build muscle. Is this fats gonna help me? Absolutely. I need more energy. I'm feeling weak. Is this carbs gonna help me for the workout? Absolutely. I'm hitting PRs, and you know, the endurance and the gyms are great. So that's good to know. And I'm, I'm excited to keep following your uh, carnivore journey. I want to say this just be last question because. I really want to, um, I want women to, you know, really get a better understanding of like carnivore and training. Like, what would you say for someone who's, who's a woman who's listening to this and they're just starting off and they maybe want to get in the gym, they want to start a higher protein diet cause they want to build muscle. What, what would you say? Like, what words would you tell, tell them to encourage them to, to absolutely, absolutely girl, you do it. You go do your thing.
1: Uh, well, I always say I'd prioritize protein first. So I don't care if you're going to be a carb burner, if you're going to be a fat burner, prioritize protein first. After that, I think most people should probably prioritize fats just because the carb, I mean, it depends on the person. I mean, if you are Mike O'Hearn, okay, you know, do you think, but if you are uh, the Maddie? rest of us, yeah. <laughs> <Maddie Mike. laughs> if you're the rest of us, then uh, I think that uh, fat is just a really good source of fuel because it's just With all the plant toxins and other things that go into having carbs, it's just like a lot less inflammatory, and it can just be a I don't know easier source of fuel. And I think it doesn't spike your insulin aside; it's not going to like make you like really hungry. So anyway, then uh, if you're feeling low energy and you're eating fat, then I would just have more fat. And right now I'm I'm in that part where I have like I said been not feeling as endurance wise hitting. I've I've definitely noticed that I'm not having the same energy, and I'm not sleeping as well as as on top of that. And I do make sure I eat enough calories, but that is definitely one of the things I see most problematic with people is that they're under eating and not intentionally. Sometimes, sometimes it's just accidentally because these foods are so satiating and nutrient dense that you're just yeah. so full, but uh, you got to get it in because otherwise you'll you can start losing hair, losing menstrual cycle, not sleeping as well, not feeling as well, having brain fog, things like that. So yeah, I personally am upping my fat and that would be a tip for people. is just like, if you're feeling a little energy, if you are you know don't know where to start prioritize protein and then get in enough fat because the fat's going to definitely fuel you for the day. And uh, if you're going into the gym, you don't have to be doing any crazy exercise. I think the best exercise someone can do is the one they love doing. I don't care if that's walking, playing tennis, playing basketball, way too many people are too sanitary. So I think anything, uh, don't overthink it, just do anything. Yes,
0: absolutely. 100% agree with you. Thank you so much. So we've been talking for almost an hour. It feels like 10 minutes. I think I can go another hour talking to you. So for people listening, tell my subscribers and followers where they can follow you and get more of this energy, this vibes, and this just awesome YouTube channel. Guys, I'm telling you, you need to check out her YouTube channel. It is entertaining like it is so entertaining like i watched i was watching a video this morning and i'm just taking notes i'm like i need to do that i need to. Do that. so i'm gonna take a lot of stuff from your videos because even you just sitting in front of like where you're sitting right now that's all you were doing just sitting there talking you still made it entertaining like adding in your funny humor clips in there and your different voices or you're doing an impression of people freaking out you're like oh 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 Like, it was just awesome. I was like, I got to do that stuff because I've gotten so complacent with my YouTube channel. Like whenever I film, I'm like, okay, I just want to edit and just get it done. Like, I just want to get it done. And adding all those little things obviously take time and they add up, right? But they make a world of a difference. Obviously, like just watching your videos. Um, so please tell them where they can find you and get more of you.
1: Yes. And thank you again, Logan. I've had so many people say that they watch a YouTube video of mine and they don't need to drink their coffee in the morning. So if you're looking for a pick me up, there you go. But you can find me on YouTube at Lily Kane on Instagram, Lily Kane underscore YouTube, TikTok, Lily Kane underscores YouTube, Facebook, Lily Kane. You can email me. Yeah, I'm everywhere.
0: Awesome. You know what? I need to get you a BioCoach uh blood glucose meter cuz I saw you were doing some blood sugar tests experiments. I need to send you a BioCoach one. So, it'd be interesting to see how your blood sh- how your blood sugars look on this carnivore diet. They could be good data that you could share with your your followers. So,
1: is it the, the continuous one or is it just the the one-
0: It's it's it's, it's n- it, yeah, it's just the one time. It's the one time. So, obviously pros and cons with with both, right? With the continuous and a blood Obviously, Continuous, it's more convenient because you don't have to prick your finger. On the other side of it, it's much more affordable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, The Continuous are, I'm not going to lie, they're a little expensive. Unless I'm getting it for free, I'm probably not going to use one. But again, not bashing anybody. I think these companies are all on the same mission at the end of the day. It's all about helping people understand how food impacts your body and how you can take that data, make adjustments, and just keep moving forward and and make better adjustments that are going to only help your body. So completely am on board with all of that so definitely guys send you one so lily thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day and chatting with me this was absolutely fun we definitely have to do it again i look forward to this carnivore experience and i'm gonna be following you man i'm gonna be following you and uh, i'm excited who knows maybe i might give uh, give it another shot maybe do a a 30-day hyper carnivore so i don't get called out by the carnivore police
1: there you go (laughs) thank you so much again this is really fun
0: Yeah, no problem. You have a good day. You too. We'll see you.
1: Bye.